Welcome to The Fulfillment Project. I'm your host, Sarah Fennell, international fitness model and former IFBB Pro figure athlete turned personal development sponge, entrepreneur, and online marketing junkie. I want to have it all in life, and I am not afraid to admit it. This show is for high-performing, high-vibing humans who are ready to take action, step through their fears, and up-level their life and business. Join me as we take one more step closer to that today. Welcome back to The Fulfillment Project. My name is Sarah and I am revved up and so excited today. I have a guest interview for you. It's been a few weeks since we've had these, but I'm back into the flow and I have an amazing lineup of people that I'm so excited to introduce you to. My guest today is Jasmine Perks. She is a health and fitness coach for men and women. Um, She's been doing this for a few years. She retired her corporate career to go full-time into her fitness business. Her and her partner, Troy, have actually been clients of mine and Joe's. They went through our Learn to Earn mentorship when we first launched it in the fall of 2017. I bring her on because her story is amazing and it's unique. And as much as we can talk about the highlights of business and the results that people have got, Results only come after you go through the internal work and after you really discover, you know, who you are, what your message is, who you're trying to attract and what your business is all about. And Jasmine has had a huge growth period over the last nine months. She had a lot of blocks. She had a lot of maybe sabotaging mindset that we're going to get into. And ultimately, her success didn't come from being in our mentorship. It came from afterwards. So we're going to talk about the resistance she had and the layers that she really had to pull off of herself of really coming back to her story, who she was trying to impact, the women that she wanted to attract into what she was doing, and how she has truly, truly up-leveled into a business mindset, from a coach perspective, from an internal growth, because it's not always about the strategy and the how-to. And I know maybe you might be thinking like, if I just knew how to do that, or if I just had the strategy or the system, everything would be better. And, And here's the thing, success comes from you growing into a different level of who you are, up leveling, going through all that hard stuff that might feel icky at the time, but coming out on the other end going, Oh, I get it now. So you are going to love this interview with Jasmine. She is an amazing woman. She's become such a great friend of mine and truly watching her growth in business and as a woman has just lit me up so much. I have goosebumps talking about that right now. So I won't delay this any further. I am so excited to welcome Jasmine Parks. Let's get to the interview. Hi, Jasmine. Thank you so much for joining me on The Fulfillment Project today. Hey, Sarah, thanks so much for this awesome opportunity. I'm so excited to be here and uh, to share part of my story. Yeah, I think it's so cool. So you guys listening, I really need to let you know, like Jasmine and I have kind of been in contact for a long time. And I love the way the universe just kind of aligns with things. And back in 2012, I had a fitness clothing business called Ripped Princess. And she's laughing right now. (laughs) And on the launch of that, I decided to do some giveaways. And Jasmine actually won a tank top from me. Uh, I think we were friends on Facebook, but obviously didn't talk. And mm -hmm. I think when people win things or when a name kind of pops up, you were always on my radar. We would chat and DM every now and then. Mm -hmm. And then like we would, yeah. And then last fall in 2017, you and your partner Troy came into our mentorship so I love how connections can be made and we always stay in contact and you never know like where that relationship's going to go. 
Yeah, it's kind of funny how it came, kind of came like full circle. Yeah. Yeah. And then in that mentorship, we kind of gravitated towards more of a friendship, which is so funny. So yeah, absolutely. It's a great story. Yay. It's a great story. <laughs> awesome. But I want to dive into your story because I think, yeah. I mean, I've brought on some high level guests here. I mean, Joe and I are at a certain point in our business, but the people that we are trying to reach and impact are people just mm-hmm. like you. And I think that, you know, with where you and Troy are, are in your business, the growth mm-hmm. you've had in the last nine months mm-hmm. is really impactful because if people really want to get to a next level, like say if you're only making like thirty to fifty thousand dollars in your business, it's hard to talk to someone who's making like six or seven figures because we need to talk to like who's at like that next level above, like who's just that one step up. So this is why I wanted to bring you on and, and really pull back your story on this. Yeah, awesome. So tell us, where did fitness begin for you? Like where did your love for fitness come from? Well, I think you know naturally I've always been an athlete in one shape or you know form, whether that's been you know, through extracurricular activities, competitive dance or gymnastics. I've always been the kind of that tomboy. Uh, I was that girl who would wear dresses, but play in the dirt (laughs) and hang out with my brother. Um, So it really has always been ingrained in me. Um, My mom was always into fitness. My brother was always into fitness. My stepdad was always into fitness. So I think, you know, you're a product of your environment. So I think I just absorbed some of that as well. Um, But didn't really get into going to the gym in terms of, you know, lifting weights and resistance training and things like that until I was about 16. And still at that point, it was just a curiosity for me. It wasn't a passion. It wasn't even a habit at that point. I was just like, this is pretty cool. Um, so, but yeah, it started really, really young, you know, loving the oxygen magazines, Monica Brandt, (laughs) really aging myself there. Um, (laughs) but she still looks amazing to this day, but yeah, um, it just, really started as a curiosity. And when I really figured out like, wow, by doing a, I could, you know, really change my body the way that I, that I wanted to, and I could feel better. And I thought that was really cool. And that's really how it started. It wasn't to really, you know, fix anything or anything of that nature. It was just purely out of curiosity. And because my mom and my, you know, my family was doing it, I was like, no, this is something pretty cool. Yeah, so that's basically how it started for me. Now, I definitely did a transition as I got older. Um, the more I read and researched and immersed myself in it, uh, furthering my education, just that curiosity turned into a passion um, and then eventually changed into a career. Um, but yeah, fitness really started switching from just something I enjoy to do to a safe haven um, and an outlet and a way to decompress and just shut down from, you know, the day-to-day kind of stuff. Um, So it's had many different purposes in my life um, and constantly changing as I constantly changed. Mm -hmm. Now, I want to stop you right there because there was a period where you had gained a lot of weight. Yes. Let's talk about that. Yeah, I've always been like that athletic girl um, who, oh, curvy, um, but that kind of body type that puts on muscle and fat very easily. So it's kind of like a double-edged sword for me. Um, And I, when I went through puberty also, like, um, that was a really hard time for me because I literally was that girl that, you know, was 
you know, it's hard to say this without saying it, but like, you know, you go through awkward stages where you don't, you don't have breasts and you don't have curves and you don't have those things. And everything literally, my mom said, still says to this day, it like literally happened overnight to me. And I got teased a lot, a lot of ridicule, uh, you know, boys saying inappropriate things to me and things of that nature. And, um, I think too, when I got older, that kind of held on to me where I just said, I don't want to, you know, have, you know, I didn't want to look a certain way. So I had a breast reduction also, um, when I was 19, I'm like, I, this is too much for me. I can't handle it. I had a really bad back pain also, but it was just a lot of negativity about body image from that. Um, and then it kind of, when I went away to post-secondary school also, um, I gained a lot of weight. Um, you know, I was dealing, I didn't realize at the time also in my youth and into my young, younger adulthood that I dealt with a lot of abandonment issues that I didn't really own up to. I don't know if it's about owning up or actually understood because at that point, my father had been in and out of my life that I, I remember telling myself all the time, like, he's not going to have that kind of influence over my life. You know, what he's done to me um, is not going to affect me. And, you know, at that point, I was just so determined to not have him have an influence over me that I didn't really realize that it actually was. And instead of me hardening up, I needed to to recognize it and, you know, feel what I was feeling and go through that healing journey. So it was a bunch of compound effects um, of things that kind of perpetuated to the weight gain. And obviously when you're away at school and you've got stress, different lifestyle, um, you know, trying to do your best in school, new friends, all that kind of stuff out of routine, um, you know, on a limited budget for, for, for nutrition and things like that. Like, even though I was still working out, I was just, my nutritional lifestyle wasn't supportive of, you know, how I wanted to look and things like that. So yeah, I got upwards. I think my heaviest is I was, I was about 225 was my heaviest. And for me, that was a lot because it, it was a lot of body fat. I was uncomfortable, always hiding up, hated shopping. It would give me so much anxiety. I would always wear black all year round, no shorts, no tank tops. I didn't even wear tank tops until I was probably 27 or 28 years old. I didn't even wear a t-shirt until that age either. Always covering my arms. I didn't like my arms. Um, never would wear a bathing suit, uh, three quarter length pants. So if it was hot and scorching outside, it didn't matter to me. I would I'd cover me up, shrink up. And um, that's kind of where my comfort level was at that time. So yeah, it was, it was a lot of things now that I kind of, I'm in the place that I am in now and looking back and stepping out and I still go through these moments. Like when I'm in, you know, putting on my makeup or taking a shower, I have these aha moments where I'm like, Oh my gosh, that's why that happened. Or that's why I coped that way. And they're still there. And I think as I grow and evolve and more self-awareness comes more, um, realization of all the little things that kind of played into that. Um, come to life for me because I think for so long I spent time detaching from that identity that I've in a sense numbed out and have disconnected from my story a little bit that's you know as I'm still growing um, and going through my journey um, I'm reconnecting with that those those painful moments for myself and I'm like 
oh, well, that makes more sense. And oh, that's right. I totally forgot about that. So it's like I spent so much time healing and overcoming that, but I also pushed and disconnected that now that I'm kind of heal from it, I'm allowing myself to re-experience and gain better perspective and understanding as to why I was and how that molded and shaped who I am today so that I can share more of that story. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I remember we even had a coaching call about this and trying to, trying to bring out that story of you. And and we'll get into that with talking about social media Mm -hmm. and and the way that you are marketing yourself now. But I think that's such a valid point because you went through such a huge transformation and you've been able to keep the weight off for years that we almost just forget about what it was like. And then, and then we're not relatable to the people that we're trying to help and attract in. Mm-hmm. So I think this is a valuable lesson for anybody listening here. If you've been through a massive transformation or, you know, something huge in your life that can impact other people, we almost have to go back and relive what it felt like to be mm-hmm. in that moment of needing the change and wanting the change and bringing out those emotions. Uh, that, yeah. that, that's been a, that's been a, a continual process for you, I think over the last six months. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Cause I just spent so much time detaching myself from that. Cause I, it was like, that's not who I am, but I can still have that while sharing my story. And I think some of it too is like, you, maybe on a subconscious level, you're like, I don't want to relive that. I don't want to be, I don't want to be identified that way. I don't want to be stuck saying the woe was me. And I've been through this. I want to talk about the up and up and like the, the good things that come from going through, um, you know, experiencing pain and overcoming the suffering and things like that. Um, but I just think it was a shift in my perspective and how I saw my story and how I wanted to share it, uh, whether I'm talking about the pain of it all or the good things that come out of it. So yeah, definitely growth. I mean, when you're, when it's an individual process, like when you're keeping it to yourself or sharing it, that's very intimate between you and maybe your family members or friends, it's a little bit different, but when you're conveying a message, um, you know, to that particular woman that you're trying to speak to, um, to that audience, I feel like you have to go through almost like another process. Mm-hmm. Well, it's vulnerability too, right? And I think hundred percent a lot of people struggle with this, especially from social media or like really like mm-hmm. you're putting all your shit out on the internet, but you, yeah. you've learned how to really do it in an inspiring and empowering way. And, and that's the biggest difference. It's not a, yeah. woe is me. Look what I've been through. Like, feel sorry for me. It's look what mm-hmm. I've been through, like what I have done to change and how I can help you. And yeah. like, I've seen your social media change. I think you had like 6,000 followers last fall. And I, so. I just yeah. checked. Yeah. I just checked your Instagram this morning and you have 21,000 followers yeah. now in the last nine months. Yeah. So what happened when you started like changing your messaging on social media? I think first of all, what was, got, let yeah. me, let me start you with yeah. this question first. What was your view of social media before we started uncovering your story? Like, how did you go about posting every day? What was the thought process? Well, I think I've always kind of, I've been good at storytelling, um, in, in a certain way. I definitely had to pay attention to my language and like kind of like move a couple of things around. Um, but I, I thought for a little while, like as I was building, you know, I was attracting people, uh, you kind of go through this analysis paralysis of like, okay, this is what they're identifying with. And at first it's all like the aesthetic stuff, you know, at first, like, cause I did my first photo shoot and that really attracted a lot of people. Um, and I was like, okay, so how do I take this look? Cause for me, um, I, 
Sure, I'm very proud of how I look and the sustainability I've had from transforming my body and really living the lifestyle and being an advocate of, yes, you can have, you can really have it all. Um, and then also conveying that other side of my personality, which is the, you know, the, the articulate, the um, very passionate um, and, and intense. I'm a very in, intense person, too. Um, and sharing kind of both sides of me. And I'm like, how do I share that while reaching, you know, the person, the woman that I'm speaking to? So it was a lot of moving pieces, a lot of trial and error, uh, really. And I'm still in it because as I'm growing and connecting more to really what it is I'm trying to convey and who I'm talking to, I, I have to be okay with going through that, that process. It's kind of like the transformation, right? You change your nutrition, you change the cardio, you change the training, the training, you change all of this. Sometimes you got to slow down and sometimes you got to speed up. Like it's a lot of moving pieces and really seeing what your audience is attracted to, what they like, what they're not responsive to and things like that. And for me, I'm like, let me show you everything I know. <laughs> and sometimes that's very overwhelming and you can confuse your audience. So yeah, it's definitely been a process and my figuring out, you know, a couple of my stories that I want to share and that I keep repeating, um, the language, the tonality, um, and the way that I speak, um, uh, and always, always, always making sure that I'm giving value and it's understanding, like, even though my story is about me, it's really not about me. It's about what I'm trying to give to that one person. What value am I delivering to them? Are they feeling connected? Are they saying, oh my God, finally somebody knows exactly what I'm, you know, what I'm feeling or what I've been trying to communicate and, um, you know, looking at that greater picture. So it's definitely a learning process. And for me being somebody who likes results and wants that compound effect, I've really had to, you know, be okay and really remain what I say a lot is patiently ambitious, like being patient, but still having that that hunger and that drive to remain ambitious and motivated and, you know, to keep going forward. Um, and that's been really, really hard for me. Um, and you know, it wasn't until recently when I just said, I have to let go, I have to let go. And even though I can't see it right now as to exactly where things are leading to, I have to lean more into that feeling of it's all going to work out because I've had to tell myself I have been very successful in most of my life in whatever I want. And I have to lean on that. Mm -hmm. So that you know, a lot of perspective shifting, a lot of uh, internal reflection um, and really owning my skill sets and being confident in that and not shrinking up and conforming just because everybody else is doing A, B, and C. Mm -hmm. Because what I really noticed is even though the way that I post or what I'm conveying might not be the most popular, understanding that that, will, that message, that post will reach and connect the right person, regardless if it's one person or 10 people, that's all that really matters. Because I really don't, like followers are great, but I want people who I connect with, who I can help, and who I'm supposed to, you know, be in alignment with. That's way, that's way more, to me, that's a definition of success rather than accumulating, 
numbers. Mm-hmm. And you made a really good point there. And I think, especially like a lot of women who's been through a transformation or who, you know, does fitness photo shoots, like your body mm-hmm. will only get you so far. Oh and, yes. And I mean, like when Instagram started coming up, like circa 2012 or 13, you know, a body would sell for you. And like, I was in that same position as well. And I had to go through that learning curve as like fitness is like everywhere now, like good bodies and like hot girls are a dime a dozen. Like you don't stand out. So really like understanding your message and who are those people that you're trying to attract. It's way better for quantity over quality. And um, yeah, I love that you figured that out. Now you also mentioned something back there about letting go. And I think it's interesting. And one of the main reasons I wanted to bring you on is because when you came into our mentorship, like, you know, we were delivering the how to, we were delivering the coaching, but there was a lot of stagnation with you and Troy. And Mm -hmm. I think this needs to be said because it's not always about the how to, and it's not always about just getting the information. It's uh, an internal processing process for you. So Mm -hmm. what was that like when you guys came into the mentorship and you just felt this like block? Oh, that was really rough. Cause I, I was in that block for, uh, past the six months. And I think I've told, I've told you guys that as much as it was a mentorship for business, it was more of a personal mentorship for personal development in a sense. Right. So yeah, that was really hard for me. And I am, you know, transitioning from my 12 year career that I literally picked up and left in two weeks time span just to, you know, not just, I shouldn't downplay that to move to a different passion with no background in business, no idea in any shape or form, how it was look, where I was going, no plan B, no save money. Um, and to make the progress that we did in a year less, yeah, a year and a half. And then we came into the mentorship. I had to really be proud of it. And I hadn't yet experienced a big, like obstacle like that. So that was very humbling for me. Why were you blocked? Um, like, what was the, what, what was the block? Well, you and I have talked about this and something that I really have identified for myself, um, for my own personal growth is I've always been a fixer. Um, and I don't, and I don't mean that in a negative way because uh, I'm very passionate about helping people in general in one shape or form or another. But what I realize is that I have in fixing people, um, you know, helping them, uh, I was putting a lot of my self-worth in other people. And not just that, I would be taking the energy and focus off myself. What do I want? What do I want to create? Um, what am I doing? Like, I really had to tell myself, like, mind your own business and focus on yourself. Like, I really did. Um, because when Troy and I, you know, decided to build this business together, it was a lot of teamwork and it was a lot of learning and supporting each other. And, um, you know, he was going through his own personal growth, which, you know, is tenfold is such amazing to see where he is now. Um, but in a sense, in a selfish way, I can kind of say I was leaning on his personal development, feeling good because he needed me while taking the focus off myself and dealing with my own blocks. So when we went into the mentorship, 
and we had yourself and Joe to kind of help us. At first, I was like, oh, great, somebody else, you know, somebody can really help Troy and I can help myself. And when that happened, I was like, oh no, like I have no answers. <laughs> like all those tough questions and not having an answer to me, I, it was still an answer, but I wanted an, a, like an action-based answer. I wanted to get into action. <laughs> and it was a struggle for me because I was ready. I was ready to move forward, but in the other sense, I wasn't ready for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and being very masculine energy and type A personality and control and that kind of stuff and being in the doing mode all the time really shut me down. And, you know, and all of that and over the last nine months and becoming more connected with my soul and more spiritual and things like that, I actually, and this is so funny because, you know, working with people in the health and fitness industry and people are trying to achieve fat loss goals and things like that and talking about self-sabotaging behaviors and limiting beliefs, oftentimes when you're in pain or suffering, or in my case, it was kind of like a pain in a way and a suffering in a sense, uh, we tend to give ourselves the things that we don't need. So being harder on ourselves, judging, ridicule, negative self-talk, all of those things, when in fact you need the complete opposite because those things make you shrink up. And what I needed was to hit the pause button and reflect and have some self-compassion and understanding and be okay with not doing and allowing myself to reconnect and let go. It was really about letting go and saying, okay, I don't know where I'm going. I have no idea what's going to come in a month from now. I don't have it all figured out, but I know like it was a feeling for me. I said, I don't know what this feeling is, but I'm going to trust in it. And I think that could, that was probably the best thing I've ever done for myself. And I still haven't figured out why, and maybe that will never come to fruition for me. But all I know is doing the opposite of what I thought I had to do was the, was probably the best thing I could have ever done, if that makes sense. I'm not sure if I'm yeah. explaining that properly. But yeah, it's it's a yeah, trusting something that you can't see when you are a science driven, you know, analytical kind of person and going, All right, I'm just gonna go with this feeling and uh, let's see what happens. And it it seemed to work for me. Mm-hmm. So it was yeah. interesting. I think like there was a lot of like pushed and forced energy at the beginning and you guys were like doing the action and doing the steps, but there was really no connection to what you were doing. So yeah. even like, you know, there was a launch in January that like, we'll be honest, like it was not successful for you guys. Oh. And then I remember even having a, a, like a coaching call with you after and like trying to uncover your story. And you were like, I need to do this and I need to do this and I'm setting up this. And I was like, I don't want you to do anything for a week. Like I want you to just like stop thinking, stop doing, and just like let all this pressure go. And you still couldn't do it at that time. So it's just so amazing to watch your journey because you can sometimes know what you need to do, but then it's almost like this like internal driver just automatically kicks in to do. And you're kind of like me, like if I have anxiety or if I'm not sure about something, I want to keep busy so Mm -hmm. that I don't have to think about it. Yeah. 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 And I remember like that was a really tough, like even taking those days off and, you know, time forward. Cause again, it wasn't like a week where I'm just kind of like, 
you know, in analysis paralysis or anything like that. It was literally probably seven or eight months. It's only been as of recent as I'm coming into a new inspired energy, like where I'm getting, you know, those automatic downloads of like ideas and getting up at like recently, Troy and I have been waking up at like 3, 30, 4 o'clock in the morning being like, we need to do work because we're so excited and it's such a beautiful place to be in. But I didn't just like, you know, didn't happen overnight for me. And some, sometimes it doesn't last that long and sometimes it probably lasts longer, but it was really hard. It was really, really hard. And I, the one thing I'm really proud of though, is I never questioned like, am I supposed to be doing this? Because I always knew that. Um, and I just had to keep reminding myself, like, there's a lesson in this. There's a lesson in this. And I, I'm going to find it. It's, I'm gonna, it's there. I just can't see it yet. And, you know, something I talk about is allowing yourself to go through self-discovery and, you know, getting curious about who you are, why you do things and even what fills you up and things like that. Because when we when we say things like, let's get curious, it almost kind of softens the process. There's not so much pressure and having to have the answers because for me, you know, for a long time, I'm like, I have to have the answers because I was that fixer. I always have the answer or the resource or something. And for me, I'm like, I don't have those right now. And I had to tell myself that's okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think like, that's a huge learning lesson in business, especially like building a personal brand around your own story and people are, you know, connected to Jasmine. Mm -hmm. We like, we really need to understand ourselves. Like what, like what makes me happy? Like, what do I really enjoy doing? What do I enjoy talking about? Like, who do I really Mm want to help? Like, what is my purpose and my message here? And I remember when I was asking you those questions and you were just like, I don't know. So as much as business is systems and there are certain strategies involved, it's 80% mindset because you can have all the strategy and systems in the world. But if you don't understand why you're doing something or there is not that really internal driver, there won't be any action or that action will not be you know, sustained or successful. And that's why I love Tony Robbins says that like it's 80% mindset and 20% the strategy. And that's why like, I love personal development. You know, we bring meditation and personal development and money mindset, like into all of our coaching, because it's almost like, and I'm sure you see this with your weight loss clients. It's not about the knowledge, like how many people, and you guys listening now, like how many people have you given a program to? And you're like, I'm telling you what to do. Why are you doing it? Yeah, it's almost like shedding those layers and those sabotaging mindset and those beliefs that we have within ourselves. Mm -hmm. So have there been any beliefs that you have seen shed for yourself over the last like nine months Mm. or any like big learning lessons or ahas? And you're like, Oh, I can't believe I was thinking like that. Um, I would probably say that. I'm still learning about myself and we always are though, right? Yeah. Yeah. But really understanding that and not judging myself Um, and being excited for that because I really realized like, this is what, this is life. This is the exciting part. And if I allow myself to make mistakes and not figure it out and take risks and screw up and all of this stuff and not being perfect, then you know, that will allow me to have that joy, that fulfillment, that abundance that we are, that is our, that's our birthright. But when we shrink up and shut down and live in pain and suffer and conform and, you know, all of those things, then we're kind of, that we're taking that away from ourselves. 
I mean, at the end of the day, whether it's a business, changing your body, family, finances, at the end of the day, it's all about our experiences. It's all about a feeling. And when we're not living into that and our, you know, the authenticity of who we are and allowing ourselves to be that, be more of who we are, then we don't, we don't get to experience all the awesome things. Joe and I are so excited to announce that we have opened up applications for our Learn to Earn Mentorship starting September 28, 2018. If you're a health and fitness professional looking to increase your online presence and grow your social media accounts, implement automated systems to create more time freedom, have a system for generating new client leads every single week, improve your sales strategy and confidence behind selling, implement and launch group challenges and transformations in your business, and ultimately have us be your guide and accountability to ensure your business grows, then this mentorship is for you. Keep listening. This is how it's going to work. We are only taking on 15 business owners for three months. We have sold out our previous two mentorships that we've run, so space is extremely limited. We're going to meet as a group starting September 28th in Hamilton, Ontario, then again in October, and again in November. These group meetings are to give you an environment for growth with like-minded entrepreneurs and the education and knowledge you'll need to grow your business. Between the group meetings, we'll have private Skype calls with myself and Joe and provide you with individualized action plans that that your business needs, along with weekly accountability check-ins and daily chat access right on your phone through our app that we work with with clients. You can find the application form at www.learntoearnofficial.com. After filling that out, we want to have a phone call with you to ensure that this is a right fit for you and the stage that your business is at and see if, you know, this is a really great relationship. Some of the success from our previous mentorships have been turning Instagram accounts from 5,000 followers to 20,000 followers, turning income from $1,000 per week to $10,000 per week, giving someone the confidence to raise their rates from $40 per hour to $95 per hour and completely booking out their client list, finally hiring trainers and building out a team around them, launching online programs and additional revenue streams, and I could go on and on. But truly, the transformation comes from having people like Joe and I to give you the permission to up-level, let you know that you're on the right track or the wrong track, you know, redirecting you and keeping you accountable to your business goals. If this sounds like the journey that you want to embark on, head on over to our application and let's have a call and see where your business is at and, and see what your goals are for yourself. One phone call could completely change your life and business. You're great at what you do. Your clients love you. Now it's time to truly be great at business and make the income and the impact that I know that you are wanting. So head on over to www.learntoearnofficial.com, fill out an application, and let's have a call. And for me too, you know, being as much as I am a fitness and transformation coach and things like that, I view myself almost like a personal development coach. fitness coach in a sense, because that's really what it comes down to. And that's what you were talking about. Like it doesn't matter in life, 80% mindset through and through with any goal, any goal. Um, and that's really what it is because with our clients, I always tell them like, you already know how to diet. You're probably an expert in that. You don't need me to tell you like, here's a diet. Cause you might already have 10 or 20 diets already, or you can go and Google and find that I'm here to, help you be successful. And that's not just going to be, you know, through the tangible of a paper document, right? This is going to be about some real tough work. Um, Because for me, I'm like, don't you want to get past that goal so you can experience more of your life and move on and stop 
feeling like that's the only thing that you're defined by. Um, so yeah, that's the side that I love about helping people is that, that those deeper whys, that deeper connection, helping people believe and to really see and to show them, you know, what, what is life? What is that for you? Because we don't become who we are, you know, overnight, that's for sure. So sometimes it's, it's a long, it's a longer journey and, um, you know, you can't get those end results without going through all the messy. Yeah. And I think that that's a huge learning lesson that I love have seen you break through that because, you know, even when we first started talking last fall, you're like, I have all this because you were a behavioral uh, therapist, a behavioral therapist in your corporate, in your corporate job. And you're like, I have all this behavioral knowledge. I know how to, you know, change someone's limiting beliefs and mindset. You're like, how do I bring this into my coaching? And I mean, we talked about a few different ways, but I think it was really you breaking through a lot of your business blocks that allowed you to open up this for coaching. Yeah, for sure. And that's the thing is like, you know, flipping and taking a perspective from somebody who's going through a transformation journey, like you got to go through that learning curve. You're not going to have it all figured out. And that's something that I say to my clients, like, I want you to fail. And they like kind of look at me weird. I'm like, they're like, why? And I'm like, because you're trying to already tell yourself you have to be perfect and it's not going to be. So I want you to fail so that you learn and build your self-confidence. And so I had to go through that and, um, you know, still, still going through like the messaging and how I'm conveying and things like that. Because really when I step back, why did I, why did I want to leave, you know, that corporate position into health and fitness? And why did I see remembering, I always would say there's something missing in the quote unquote health and fitness industry. What is it? And I remember, you know, and I thinking like, there's a need here and I can fill that. And that's transitioning. Like, sure, identifying the limiting beliefs and things like that, but like people don't know how to transition from a, a, like a, a diet, whether that's flexible dieting or, you know, counting your macros or a strict meal plan or whatever it is, they don't know how to uh, generalize their skill sets. They don't have tools. They don't have knowledge. And then they panic and then they go back to the diet or they self-sabotage getting all the weight and they go back to the diet because that's all they think that they are is this back and forth pendulum of gain weight, lose weight, gain weight, lose weight. And it's like, no, let's get you to sustainability. I can show you. It's not that hard. Um, you're just missing a few tools. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, for me, I keep remembering, keep remembering, but when you're learning something new, you've got all this, like, you got to do this. You got to do that. You got to write this. You got to be this person. You got to, and, and being a coach constantly inspiring, go, 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 go. So a lot of giving energy all the time. And then everything kind of gets messy and you're like, what was my message again? Who am I trying to connect to? And so when that kind of, you go through all of that and you get comfortable with all of the, you know, the to-do list and working in and on your business and all of that, all that kind of settles. Um, I think after going through all of that, I was able to reconnect with my message a little bit more and I'm still being playful with it, trying to figure it out because it's going to constantly shape and mold in the way that I am continuing to evolve and understanding like that's just that's just an evolution process, like just like how we change our bodies. So 100%. Yeah. I love relating fitness to business because yeah. so many people feel like I just need the answer or I just need the how to, or like, tell yeah. me, tell me the system. And I'm like, cool. Like we'll show you the system of like how to build a business, how to get the best body. But mm-hmm. like, that's not really what you need. It's integrating into knowing that the, there is no destination and yeah. it's always going to be changing and you're always going to be growing and you need to mm-hmm. be okay with that. And I think like over like some of our chats over the last few months, you know, with you and I really like growing our friendship Mm -hmm. and you're like, 
no one has it all figured out. And you've kind of had this light bulb moment of being like, it's okay if I don't have it all figured out and it's going to keep evolving. Yeah, no, for sure. It's, uh, it was like, I can so appreciate the struggle now. And I almost look forward to those struggles because I'm like, there's something great at the end of that or in it or whatever it is. And, um, you know, looking, looking for those struggles. I mean, I think it's Tony Robbins that says, um, he's like, there's, pain and suffering or pain and discipline or something like that. And he's like, which one's worse? Do you want to stay exactly where you are and experience that pain? Or do you want to experience the pain of like, you know, being disciplined and working through things and, you know, having, being that patiently ambitious and things like that, like, which one would you rather have? And I, you know, that really resonated with me and I'm like, wow, yeah, I'd rather, I'd rather go through the ups and downs and the failing forwards than staying exactly where I am and just succumbing and, you know, doing what, you know, Sally Jane and whoever is doing because it's popular. I don't mind, you know, posting up the unpopular stuff. I'm a very, like, say it how it is and, um, you know, being that mentor for you because who in your environment is doing that for you? Mm-hmm. Probably nobody. Mm-hmm. Right. So, yeah. And I think we'd have to be really transparent about the challenges and the struggles because they create the breakthroughs. But how, oh, yeah. how many people, and I see this time and time again, when things get hard, they give up yeah. or they yeah. shut, they shut down and they yeah. result back to what's comfortable for them. So I love seeing that, you know, you go through the struggle and the breakthroughs and, you know, you're kind of on the other side of it. And I, you know, on this podcast, I always say like, if you want a different level of business or a different level of yourself, it's going to take you becoming a completely different person. Mm -hmm. And I mean, even I remember Joe on day one at the beginning of the mentorship and he was like, you need to be a different person on the other side of this. And I I can definitely like, I see it both in you and Troy with your energy, the way that you coach your confidence, like everything you guys have completely shifted Mm -hmm. everything. And it, it's, yeah. a, it's a funny process because as much as you can say it, as you're going through it, you're like, oh God, no, no. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's uh, and that's the thing is like, <clears throat> it's being in a business with somebody else too. Right. So you're looking and because we're both in a business relationship and, um, you know, a, a romantical relationship. Yes. Uh, <laughs> let's, let's go into that. How is it like building a business with your significant other? beautifully difficult (laughs) no because honestly like I would never want to do it with anybody else like he's amazing and he's so supportive um and he's such a he's you know Troy he's such an amazing person and a man and now I'm going to get emotional but uh no he's just you know I don't know if I've ever met somebody who just loves people as much as he is or he does um But it really, I mean, it does help the process when somebody is that deeply passionate uh, and doesn't give up. Um, So uh, it's been it's been challenging because we both were going through a lot of upheaval, um, emotional upheaval, self-discovery, things that we didn't want to face in the business and in our personal lives, Um, both together and both separately. So imagine like that's a lot of chaos happening in one environment all the time. And then on the flip side, you got to go, hold on a minute. I got to go give to my clients and these other people that I'm trying to serve and give value to. And I just need to put myself on hold for a second. So, you know, 
and being in the doing more in the doing than the being mode and really understanding what that's like and trial and error. So yeah, like so chaotically messy, insane, like so much stress, but it's so awesome. It's so, I know it sounds crazy, but like I can appreciate it maybe because I've made sure to fully immerse myself in that self-awareness and really understand, like get myself outside of my head, like step out of my head and look at the bigger picture and being like, holy crap, this is so hard, but it's so awesome at the same time because I know where this is going to go. So bring it. I will bring it on today. I might have my little, you know, two-year-old temper tantrum. That's all right. Pick myself up. Troy will laugh. I think it's so funny, like building a business with a spouse. It's like you have two different relationships almost, but the two grow side by side. So have yeah. you, have you noticed a growth in your personal relationship with Troy along with the business? Yeah. Um, especially on the self-confidence level for sure. Um, it's just a dawn, it's a trickling effect, right? That it runs together, um, for, yeah, for sure. Um, him leaning more into the person that he wants to be and the woman that I want to be just allows us to grow together, um, you know, and, and be stronger, um, and really have right, like really identifying the values and all of those sorts of things and crystal clear on where we want to go and, um, and those sorts of things. Um, and not just that, but like learning to have, and I, I mean, honestly, what is balance in life, but I mean, just knowing what feels good for us and under understanding like where we need to make sure that we're giving energy to constantly outside of the business, you know, and with the business, um, because it's so easy as you probably know, Joe, it, like conversation 24 sevens business, you try, oh, yeah. <laughs> you try so hard. Yeah. Like, hundred percent committing, even if it's one hour, no phone, no business, that's it. And then somehow it goes into business or, Oh, I have an idea or let's do this. Or, you know, you're looking at you, you're out in the community and you find an opportunity and you're like, Oh my gosh, that's another challenge. Right. So yeah. But I I mean, do you guys have, do you guys have any rituals or anything to like block off business and personal time or any like non-negotiables about that? So, uh, evening walks we go for, uh, to decompress, um, and just get our body moving. Cause you know, we're usually in front of our computers most of the day other than going, you know, to the gym. Gym is a non-negotiable hundred percent. I mean, we are always say we got to walk the walk and talk the talk. We can't just do one or the other. So that's really huge for us on a business level, but more, more so for our own health as well too. Um, and then, um, Sundays we take off we take off. Um, yeah, especially if we're not taking like frequent vacations or, you know, long weekends off or things like that. That's what we do. And we, when we do take Sundays off, we're like, you know, going out for lunch or date night or something like that, or we're doing things outside of health and fitness and in business that fill us up, you know? So, you know, for Troy, his is his music, you know, that he was a DJ for a really long time. And that's his, that runs deep in his blood. Like the music just changes him. It's like drastic. Um, and for me, it's a lot of, I like me time, quietness, not sending messages, detaching, um, and just being, you know, it's the simple, the simple things some normalcy. So yeah, those sorts of things are, we are starting to find like, we need those because if you're always giving and never filling up your cup, then you're out of alignment. You start getting negative. It's just a domino effect. So even though it's challenging, it's a good challenge. Um, cause the come Monday, then we're ready to go. 
Yeah, you need to balance those energies and, you know, um, with talking about being and doing, like we're really talking about masculine and feminine energy. So if you guys are listening to this, I'm actually bringing on um, a guest. I'm interviewing him tomorrow, Ryan Yukomi. Um, he has the Soul Wealth bod- podcast and he talks a lot about balancing masculine and feminine energies because business is very masculine. And I think like you and I agree, like I am definitely more dominant in my masculine energy. I'm like, I'm the doer, I'm the strategy, I'm the analysis. And then when you are in a business with a partner and you're both like so masculine energy in order to connect as a couple, that that feminine energy has to come in. And I think like even Joe and I have experienced like certain, not like stallments in the personal relationship, but more like audits where we need to like reconnect with, okay, like maybe there's too much dominant masculine energy because when you have to turn off business and turn into like the romantic side, it can be difficult if you've been like, so like, go, go, go hardcore strategy yeah. analysis business. And then it's like, I need to like be a woman. Yeah. <laughs> do you, yeah. do you find that difficult as well? Oh yeah. Yeah. Because it's so easy for me to be masculine. Like I am like that. I am like, even Troy, when he said he, he met me, he was like, Oh no, what did I get myself into? In a good way. He's like, she's going to be, she's going to be on me. And he calls, I, you, he calls you intense. You're yeah, intense. you're so intense. And, and I, so that's so funny because as we've grown, I said, honey, I'm like, do you, do you find that I'm still intense or do you feel like you've come, you've raised your standards? And he's like, no, I've definitely raised my standards. So uh, now he doesn't, you know, he doesn't say that as much anymore because I, I'm actually think he might be more intense than I am. But it's really easy to be in that headstrong masculine energy because if I take it back to my story and I think about, you know, where did that come from? Because as a child, I was so loving and nurturing and kind and affectionate and gentle and all those really like more nurturing and feminine energy. And then somewhere I hardened up. And even I remember in the gym, even though it was like my safe haven, the thing I used to cope and, you know, really build my mental fitness and things like that. It also, what I realized in my journey is it put, it gave me armor, like heavy armor. And for me to be like tough and, you know, really put up this front and this, and it was that energy of like, don't talk to me. This is my space. But in a way that wasn't like, Hey, this is my time. I need it for myself. But it was like arm's length back off. Mm -hmm. And it really started to transpire into other areas of my life where it really disconnected me from allowing myself to be more vulnerable, more nurturing, but more guarded and reserved and reactive and intense. So I think, although it's part of my characteristics, um, I'm really realizing like it, it's not all of me and I can, I, so I have to tell myself like, calm down. Like you don't need to be this way. Well, even, um, like when you and Troy like doing videos and Facebook lives and we were saying like, Jasmine, like you like, <laughs> you like dominate and like take over and you like sound like you're like angry. <laughs> yeah. So, and, but now like your videos are amazing and I love your Instagram stories and like, there's such like a huge shift. So how yeah. did you start like bringing down that armor about yourself? getting curious. And I'm like, why do I feel like I have to be like this militant disciplinary in a, almost in a sense. And I was like, I don't think I need to speak like that to convey a message and to, to be received. Um, and for some reason, maybe I felt like I had to be that way. So people would take me seriously. And then sometimes it does play in my favor quite well, 
Um, but I don't think I need to always lead with that type of energy. Um, I am deeply passionate. I, I am a, uh, I am very playful, but I'm also very serious. I'm very intense. Like when there's work to be done, it's time to like, let's get it done. So I think it was, and it still is, um, being playful with myself and saying like, all right, what do I want to bring today? I don't have to be like that. I don't have to be that way. I don't have to, you know, what, what, what is the bigger picture here? Um, and understanding like I can be playful and fun and light, um, and still get a great message across. And there's also time and a place where I want to be like that authoritative figure and being like, no, this is really serious. We need to have a real chat here. And we really need to like put away all the fluff and talk, like have some real talk. So allowing myself to have both sides equally come out mm. because that is all of me. And I don't need to be like this always intense, always, you know, very drag, black and white, blunt um, person all the time. Cause that too is a lot of energy. That's a lot of intense energy. Um, so yeah, just again, getting curious. I mean, like, who do I want to, it's almost like, who do I want to be today? In a sense, Like, what do I feel? What am I feeling? Who do I want to attract and things like that? And I, I think that's really made you like an amazing coach as well with learning how to balance that. And this all just comes down to being self-aware, you know, we need all of it. Oh, all of it. And we need to be open to the change as well. And uh, like, I love like the feedback that you and Troy just kind of take and run with and whether it's instant action or it's process later on in order to grow, we have to be open, you know, to coaching and, and to criticism and, you know, the seeing the way that you even talk to your audience now and the women that you're attracting in. And I think that's been the biggest shift with you for your social media following is taking <laughs> down a bit of that guard. So, you know, coming back to the compassion and the understanding of like where women are, like if a woman's 220 pounds, like, you know how they feel and getting connected with that and having that compassion. But then from the coaching side, knowing when, you know, the hardcore coach and the discipline and putting someone in their place needs to be. And I like, mm -hmm. I condone you for like the massive shift you'd had. And I know like, I'm always sending people your way now. Cause I still get people reach out for fitness yeah. stuff. And I'm like, no, no, like you got to go see Jasmine. Like she's your coach. <laughs> like she'll help you because I think like you've really pulled back all those layers of yourself and you're like, okay, I'm this person and this person and this person. And you're so self-aware now to understand which part of you needs to come out in situations. So yeah. I love seeing yeah. that. Yeah. And I think too, like, as I have to commend Troy too, because as we've grown and he's grown, I've been also been able to, you know, he's taken so much ownership over the business too. And, you know, he's stepped up and he's taking on more responsibilities where now I can focus on letting go a little bit too, which is, you know, I have, you know, I'm so appreciative that he has gone through his own journey and, and taken responsibility for what he wants. Because I think without that, I, I'm, I might not be where I am right now. Um, because I feel like I've had to wear all these different hats all the time. And I'm like, I have whatever I have to give. And I'm just sitting there like, <laughs> you know, frustrated and angry. So I'm like, that's what I'm going to portray. And I, I, and for me, I, my, at the end of the day, if I've been authentic and transparent and real and it's, it, my integrity is still intact, I feel good about it. So whether it's popular or unpopular, you know, it'll reach the right people. And I, at the end of the day, feel good about my message. Yeah. And I think this is so key. So you and Troy run a solely online business mm -hmm. and like that was one of your major goals was, I know you guys were doing in-person training and mm -hmm. like, you know, you guys were supporting yourself, but you're like, how do we take this to the next level? Like, how mm -hmm. do we like really attract into a lot of, a lot of people? And I get this question all the time of people who are like, I want to build an online business. I want to build an online business. And it's not just about the service that you're providing to people people. 
it's the experience and that transformation you take people through and stepping into being a coach. Like you need to coach people. You're not going to make a ton of money just like giving like nutrition programs and, and training programs. Like that doesn't build a business. Not even so close. How has that, <laughs> how has that process been for you with like really stepping into a coaching role and bringing in like the mindset component and the video coaching and, and all that stuff that you've incorporated? Yeah. I mean, I think our message has always been the same and where we wanted to go. We've always been heavy on mindset and behavioral change and behavior modification and you, all of that. Kind I think of, the biggest thing too, is like, you didn't know how to market it either. No. Well, yeah. I'm like, do we market together or separate? What's our, like, are we identified together or like, and masculine energy and we, and we're still playing with that. Um, but, um, yeah. So for us, we always knew that that component of the mindset was gonna was there um but it really wasn't part of or even uh the face of our business um and as we coach like him and i right from the beginning i'm like coaching is not giving somebody a paper document and um you know saying here you go and transform um for us it's much deeper and to be honest transformations are really hard i was actually saying to troy the other day i'm seeing less and less transformations nowadays and i always get curious about that i'm like i wonder why that is what is happening what is changing now what is whether people are becoming more self-acceptance of their bodies if they're doing more you know um root cause discovery like what what's happening because something's happening and i think too people are getting really exhausted to try just always trying to fix themselves like fix their body fix their body through diet and things like that and although good nutrition and working out and all those things are really great for you but when you solely identify with that and really you've been trying to diet for you know 5 10 15 years that gets really exhausting like you know that gets really tiresome so transformations are great, but I mean, our clients stay with us probably, uh, you know, a year plus on average because we can, we can grow with that. You know, we're not just one set of tools. Like uh, we, I probably use like five or six different types of nutritional approaches. And sometimes when people start with us, I'm like, you're not ready for anything right now. Right now we gotta, we gotta do some mindset work. And so that's why we brought on mindset coaching. And sometimes people will start with us and we'll be like, let's get you four to six or four to eight, maybe even 12 weeks of getting, you know, doing some mindset coaching. And then we'll start integrating some nutrition and then some training or vice versa. And we'll just see how you go. And I can't tell you how much people are like, oh my God, this is what I needed. And I'm like, yeah, I'm so glad that, you know, you, you can have this experience for yourself now and start having some understanding so that you can grow and achieve that goal that you want. Because Everybody wants to feel and look good at the end of the day. And I don't think there's any wrong with a little vanity and things like that. And, uh, you know, and sometimes it's not that deep. You just want to look good. But if you can't get over the things that are holding you back, then you're not going to achieve that. So, you know, learning how to bring that into our business. And we're still getting playful with that because, you know, um, you you and Joe have spoken about this. You can't solve, you can't sell something or offer something that people don't even know that they need. Uh, and that, oh my gosh, can we talk about that for a minute? Yeah. That, no <laughs> that has been something that I've all, I still is the marketing advertising business side. And, but I have the other side of me, that's that I have the tools. I already know what they need and being like, okay, with showing them the things that they desire, but 
also in the background, also having what they need. So really learning that fine, that fine line and understanding that and being okay with that. Like I'm still learning that Mm -hmm. because I just want to be like, this is really what you need. Can we talk about that for a minute? Can I just, can we get on the phone? Because I got, I got, I got you. I have it for you. But it's honestly, it's the same thing. And I say this with business coaching too. I mean, we promote our businesses. I'm going to help you like have more clients and make more money because that's what people on the forefront of their mind. That's what they think that they need. But really like everything that we've talked about in this conversation, it has to come from you gaining your confidence, really understanding your messaging. Who do you want to be as a coach? Like there's that internal growth. And so I can't be like, you know, come into my business course and I'm going to help your internal growth and change your mindset. People are like, I don't need that. I just need more money and more clients. <laughs> right. Exactly. So more of the desire rather than necessarily the process in a sense. Mm-hmm. But you've done a great job with like highlighting the physical, like showing your transformation, showing your clients transformations, the physical of what people want, but then also <laughs> like, you know, doing your Instagram stories or coaching, you know, you know, in social media, talking about the mindset piece. So there's like that really like beautiful balance of, showing people what you can do with them, but also, you know, showing that other side that you do as well. Yeah. Most of the time I'll put up like some kind of like fitness post and I'll be like, Oh, here's a workout of me, you know, training my back. But by the way, let's talk about your mindset. So I sneak something in there and I'm like, and I, it's so funny because even I'm starting to get playful with some of the people that I interact more often. And then I'm like, they're like, I saw how you snuck that in there. I'm like, Hey, well, at least you know what I'm about. Yeah. But I mean, and that's the thing, like as we, if you don't have much of a following, like if you have less than like 5,000 followers, it's hard to build a following uh, with something that people don't know that they need. So after you build the following, you build the community. And I think you're at a really great point now with over 20,000 followers that people have been with you for a while that you can sneak in that stuff and and they want to listen to you because you are an influencer now. And that's why I think a lot of people will watch people with 50,000 plus, 100,000 followers. They're like, well, this person's talking all about mindset or meditation but they have the following already. So it's almost like we have to like build the following and the trust with people. And then we have that influence and then we can start like really kind of trickling some stuff in. Yeah. And that's only been as of recent. So I'm still not even in like a 50, 50 split. It's more like that, you know, 80% I'm still doing the, the, uh, the desire piece and the 20% and slowly they start trickling over. And that was kind of also talking about my Instagram of like who I was connecting with. I think I had like 90% men and 10% women and now it's 50, 50. And I did that in like, yeah, six months. Um, so that, you know, that also helps as well. Um, but yeah, the mindset component and really not even like doing the mindset coaching, but also speaking with our clients all the time about this kind of stuff. Um, it really helps them too, because it kind of removes that burden of like, I have to be perfect on my diet. This is the only way to be successful. It's only training. It's only cardio. It's all this. I'm like, no, it's all the moving pieces. It's all of it. So, you know, and, you know, talking like meeting clients where they're at and being like, you don't have to be on a strict meal plan. You don't, we don't, we can be successful in other avenues and really opening uh, their eyes about what is what all these choices. I'm like, yeah, let's make this that something that adds to your life, not controls. Um, let's add it to your lifestyle. Let's, and all obvious, and the other thing too, is like if health working out, nourishing your body, mindset, all those personal development elements too are not a part of a value system for you. It's not going to last. 
if you don't have a value, and, and maybe it's like it's not now, but hopefully by the end of this, it will become part of something that you value. Mm-hmm. Because if you value it and it's part of your rituals and it turns into a belief, well, then that's probably going to last a heck of a long longer than, you know, a, a three-month transformation where you lost 15, 20 pounds and then summer comes where you go on vacation and then you just go right back to the other side of the pendulum. So. Yeah. And I think it's great that you guys are really, really narrowing down like the niche of people you work with and what you want to help people with and really finding that, that key area where like, no one's talking about like what to do after the transformation. Like once we, yeah. And I, and I love it because, and with what you were saying earlier about this trend of, we're not seeing a ton of transformations. And I think it's interesting to watch how trends go. So like when Instagram Mm -hmm. popped up, because Instagram was so visual, Mm -hmm. the the competitive fitness industry was really coming up and everybody was all about these 12 week before and after, you know, transformations. And like, I was that coach too, for a while. But then I I started realizing like, no, like we can't yo-yo diet people. We can't create results that aren't sustainable because they're going to end up feeling awful. So I think with all these online coaches that popped up and people who were doing all these quick fixes, yeah, they give you quick results, but then people end up jumping from coach to coach because they can't keep the results. So now, now we're seeing this flip of people talking more about mindset and lifestyle and sustainability and more of a, a gentle approach on yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, could, I mean, I, Troy and I always say, like, let's see the after after photo. I want to see you six months post, one year post. Like, what tools did you learn? And that's why educating our clients is so huge for us. Um, and it's more about like personal de- development stuff more than anything. Um, because if you have tools and you have choices and you have self awareness, well, you're going to feel more confident. Um, and that's why, you know, with our clients, um, we tell, we say you graduated from, from working with us because it's like you've up leveled in some way. What did you walk away with? And, you know, also, you know, for us, we won't solve all of our clients problems. And we tell them like, I'm not here to solve all your problems. I'll give you tools, but you got to build the house. And I don't want our clients to have that, you know, reinforce more of that learned helplessness where they're always self-reliant on someone giving them the answers. Because most of the time they have the answers. You just got to keep probing and guiding them and, you know, asking those um, informa- information seeking questions. And they probably the first reaction more often than not is like, I don't know. And I'm like, that's okay. That's still an answer, but we're going to keep on asking until you find it. Um, and allowing them to get comfortable with um, making choices because I can't even tell you people are so fearful of making the wrong choice um, and, and, and just about food you know what do you like I don't know well what's what gives me the most benefits or what makes me lose the most weight I'm like well what do you like first because I want to put more of that into your nutrition I want you to get excited what's more palatable what do you enjoy um, and really adding back into your life and things like that like talking about hobbies and lifestyle and things like that and really trying to nurture uh, and inspire their mindset to get excited about other things outside of the perfect little plan because you know you know life and lifestyle happens outside of perfection that's when you experience it that's when you fall in love with yourself that's when you that those beautiful imperfect moments and experiences mean more to you than some momentary reinforcement of I had a successful day because I was on a perfect plan. Mm-hmm. And I think yeah. that's amazing. And I even did that in my SAF program when I was running that, like helping women identify, like, what makes you happy? Like, what do you like? Because I, most people will chase the body from the ego physical side where mm-hmm. I will be happy when I reach this. 
but and I think you've you've experienced it. I've even experienced it. When your body is in perfect condition, if you've been miserable to get that result, you are so freaking unhappy. And mm-hmm. then you're then you're like, oh, this was not what I was after. And then you end up in like this negative pattern of like, oh my god, like my life is so unfulfilled and I'm not happy. And if we're always chasing the physical, it just it just creates more misery for yourself. Yeah, and especially if it's an emotional problem that you're dealing with. Well, you don't fix it with food. Mm. You got to fix it with an emotional tool. Mm-hmm. So, and I mean, that's a whole other, a whole other um, experience in itself. So, yeah, I mean, it's a, it's a beautiful industry to be in and helping people and opening eyes. I think that's my favorite is when you see someone just have an aha moment and you just watch it. You just watch it snowball. That is amazing. And they're like, you know, you get messages from your clients. And I'm like, I took a big risk. It wasn't successful, but I feel amazing. I'm like, no, those failures are you being successful. It just, you got to pick up and keep going. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, when you see the freedom that comes along with removing those burdens and like that feeling like you're caged in, that's like the best feeling in the world. Not not only just as a coach, but to watch somebody go through that. Yeah. That's Mm -hmm. that's a pretty awesome experience to share with them. Yeah. It's amazing. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you for coming on. I don't want to take too much of your time here. We've been, I, I, you and I could like literally sit here and talk all day long. <laughs> Pretty much. <laughs> so where can people find you? What's your Instagram handle? So you can find me at, at Jazz Perks. Uh, I also have a website at www.apexphysics.ca. And I also have a inner circle on Facebook. Mm, it's called yes. Her Her Inspired Fit Life. And it's not, although it says fit life, the fit life is more about uh, nourishing your body, nourishing your mind, talking a lot about uh, up-leveling who you are, diving deeper and getting curious about who you are, what you want, what you love about life, um, and really allowing yourself to give yourself permission to go through self-discovery and getting curious. Like, this is your life. And uh, falling in love with health and fitness as a part of your life, not your entire life. Um, and I think there's about 200, 225 women in there. And it's a really great community, no judgment, talking about victories and failures and hurdles and all the great and messy things that happen in a journey. And just, you know, looking for that space to feel comfortable being vulnerable and supporting other women in, in their journey. So that's yeah, a great little community on Facebook. I've been, yeah. lo- I've been loving you watch this community too. Cause I think you've wanted to do something with the word her for a while and mm-hmm. you just really like didn't know what it was. So what's the name of that Facebook group again? Her inspired fit life. Okay. Awesome. For any ladies listening to this, if you know, if you want to come into Jasmine's inner circle, she is amazing and she will help you along your journey. Thanks, Sarah. All right. Uh, one last question for you. Ah. Actually, I have two questions for you. Okay. What does fulfillment mean to you? That's a really great question. Um, and has it changed for you over the years? I would say fulfillment is allowing yourself to experience your life in every possible way. So removing those burdens, the I can't, the the I shoulds, all of that kind of stuff and allowing yourself to experience whatever it is you desire, whatever that is, and not putting any ceiling on yourself. Yeah, I think that that's fulfillment because the more you lean into that and connect with yourself, that authenticity, the things that light you up, the simplicity of life, um, and, you know, 
Yeah, I think that kind of guides you. That guides you to fulfillment because it's more about the feelings and the experiences, building relationships and connecting with people. Um, because I feel sometimes we feel like we got to do it all ourselves and um, we have to figure have it all figured out that we forget. Probably one of the biggest things that we can do for ourselves is to reach out and connect, reach out and connect. Yeah. Love it. Love it. And very last question. Yeah. If you could go back to your 25 year old self, what would you want her to know? Mm. That I'm enough. That I'm enough. Oh, I just got goosebumps. I'm going to start to <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Cause I thought I had, I, I look back to her and she was such a, such a great girl. Awesome. But from the lessons that I've learned and the experiences I've gone through, you're, you're going to be all right. You, you're, you deserve it. You're deserving. You got this and you're enough. You got it. Mm, amazing, yeah. Jasmine. Thank you so much for joining me here today. My pleasure. Thank you for this opportunity. Okay. Thank you so much for joining me on this episode. Honestly, shows and podcasts like this are not possible without you. So I have so much gratitude for my listeners. You freaking rock. If you want to find me over on Instagram, I am Sarah.Fennel. Tag me in a post. Let me know what your favorite episode is. Hit me up with a DM. I will always write you back. Shows like this are not possible without ratings and reviews. So if you feel so moved, please write me an honest comment, an honest review, and let us know what you think of the show. 